Hello, RP people, and welcome back to another episode of Role Playing as Smart People, the podcast where we pretend to know what we talk about when it comes to all things tabletop. My name is Santa, and thanks for tuning in again. Joining me as always, I got Scott and Finder. Hey, guys. No. Hey. And how are you guys doing today? <laughs> it's, it's been a long weekend. It, it, it's been a weekend. Nice. Been a well, long week in general. <laughs> well, before we get started on the episode, I just want to give a thanks to actual Russ. Uh, he's been on the podcast, what, two times? He wants to mm-hmm. actually come on a third time. But he sent me his book, which, by the way, it's a chunky book. Yeah, it is. I was so surprised. And I, thank you very much, Russ. Uh, I know you don't tend to listen, but if you do listen, Uh-oh. and even like, for, for the book, uh, for a book, actual like, for telling that, whether you're at the page. That's pretty dope for a, a that a, is for a bookmark. That's very clever. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. I freaking love it. I freaking yeah. love it. And his book itself, it, it's it's a fun read. Nice. Oh. Yeah. What? Nothing. That's just that's a weird statement. What? It is a fun read. I haven't played it yet. I can't say that it's a fun play. Play it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Opposite of Shadow Dark. Shadow Dark is a shit read. (laughs) (laughs) But but it could be fun when we use the GME. Bro, I I know we don't want to do this again. I was just reading comments on this one video, and this fucking idiot was like, something clicks with me with this game. It's the... It just it, it manages to gather all these rules that I love from various OSR games into one book and was just like <laughs> I'm fucking logging off the internet, you fucking moron. But it does have, it's so original. <clears throat> it is. We gotta we, we gotta stop knocking it. Like I get it. It's kind of fun to knock it because it got so popular, but we gotta cut. Oh we will, we will. Yeah. It, it, it took the it took the spotlight for our mothership for me, so <laughs> and especially since Mothership has actually turned itself around and is looking yeah. pretty damn good now. Yeah, which like I'm so that. excited. I'm so excited. I know they're working on <clears throat> boxes and sizes for all that kind of stuff for the kits. Oh yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. I, running it was fun. I will say that, but I don't think it's a system thing. Anyway, what are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we are actually speaking, talking about uh, fudging dice rolls, or oh, but more specifically for the GM's perspective. Well, I don't. You can't separate it. So you can't separate it. I agree. Cannot separate the fucking fudging. Let me know. Let me know the first time one of you motherfuckers let your players fucking fudge their dice at the table. Notice that know. never happens. I also yeah. notice that you you never cheat against the players. It's always well, I fudge to keep the story going because I want to. I fudge for the players. Oh, okay, fuck up, fudge against them, then see what happens. <laughs> that so, never happens. That that story never comes out. Yeah, <laughs> well, it was more interesting if I just killed the party. Yeah. <laughs> well, how else are you gonna start a new campaign? <laughs> I'm just saying, it's just it's this weirdest phenomenon of like people don't understand. Like, well, I, I it's. I put the dice in the train car for the better of the game. Like, okay, I'm sure you do. You <laughs> fucking lunatic. Just play the fucking game. Anyway, please, by all means. Kind of why I like PVTAs. I've never had to roll a single dice, so I definitely cannot fudge any single kind of roll. Right. <laughs> and, 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 so, and that's a good point, right? For people who feel this overwhelming fucking urge to do the wrong thing and yeah. cheat at a fucking stupid game, play something the fuck else. Stop playing Dungeons and Dragons. Stop playing Savage World. Stop Savage World. You don't gotta really cheat because you got bennies and shit. So that that alone is a, it's a it's an inborn cheat system. <laughs> yeah, you know. But like, play something else. Play a game where you're not gonna touch the dice because your dirty dick skinners can't stop lying. So. <laughs> <sighs> What's so you got like she's <laughs> like OCD touching these <laughs> characters. So for anyone who's not aware of what fudging the dice is, it's essentially when you roll it, but you're not actually picking the number that's on there. And instead you, you know, for some reason or other, you say it's either higher or in the GM's regard, I feel like most of the time it's probably lowering the number. Hmm. Yeah. Shocker. Yeah. Yeah, it's like when you roll a natural 20, you're like, oh, I really need Keith's fucking paladin to stay up. So, oh, it missed on the three. Now fuck Keith Paladin. <laughs> Keith Paladin chose to get in fucking Keith Paladin's situation. Yeah. So out of curiosity, <laughs> do you guys have any times in your history? It doesn't have to be recent that you 
that you did fudge the dice that you remember, and what was the reason? Rich? Ah! Friday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I, there were times where I wish I could fudge the dice, but we, we do, uh, we use VTT, but um, <laughs> I, I, I have fudged the dice when I couldn't tell you. I mean, it's, it's been a long time. Yeah, um, when you were a child, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't remember. It's been decades for me. Um, <laughs> and, and then I will say there are times when I could see myself fudging the dice in D&D. I mean, you had your GM screen. You had your GM screen for a reason. It wasn't to hide the map mm-hmm. necessarily. Yes, it's got a bunch of tables, but who doesn't roll their dice behind the screen, right? <laughs> so... <laughs> Well, if you got it, if you got, if you got the screen, yeah. You know. But I mean, I, I so here, here are the situations where I could potentially see myself fudging dice. One, my dice hate me, and if they hate my monsters, and they're not giving the characters the kind of challenge that they need to have, I may fudge the dice. But I'm not going to fudge them to the point of getting the characters killed. Um, I do tend to want to keep the characters alive. And so even in Savage Worlds, like like Scott was saying, there's the Benny mechanic, which is already there. And there have been times when I will give a character every single possibility to get out of death. Like, oh, I just dealt you massive damage and your soak is, uh, y- you can't soak this roll for nothing. And you're all on Benny's, oh, you know what? You'd had some really cool moments, or here's a Benny that I forgot to give you. And that fails. I was like, man, I can't see another way out of this, man. You go down. It's like your character's out now. You're incapacitated. What are you doing? And <laughs> I hate that because I do have bigger ideas for the campaign that I would like to see. And so I'd like to keep the characters alive, um, which is part of the reason why I came up with that adventure card that for this combat, heroes never die setting rules in effect. And that way, if somebody has that card, they can throw that out. And even if they all go down, at least they're still alive and the campaign can continue. It's, it's a way of doing that. But yeah, I mean, those would be the times that I could see myself fudging the dice. But generally, I don't. And I, like I said, I couldn't tell you the last time I have. It's been, it's been a long time. So kind of an, adopt, an, adopt, an adaptation <laughs> to the question then, Scott. For one, can you think of any times that you have fudged dice? And two, what would actually be some of the reasons you would fudge the dice? I'd probably be when we first started learning to play D&D, <laughs> and I would never fudge the dice. If you've been to a con with me, if you've seen me roll, uh, if you see me VTTs, I don't do private GM rolls. Uh, I just don't believe in it. I don't. It's... It's it's up to you. You choose to engage the combat, and people are going to be like, well, well, you put the encounter in there, but I didn't make your dumb fucking ass to stick around. There are options in, in all games to not do the fight. You can retreat. Yeah. It's okay to retreat, but our gamers won't do that. <laughs> so You know, yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's an interesting comment, right? Because that's one of the rules that we've made in our group is like anytime somebody's going to GM a new, a new system for us, we tell them like, you need to understand you may set up an encounter designed for us to run and we're probably not going to. Right. Yeah. And that's just bad design. Like you were talking about, Rich. I know we'll, we'll, we can talk more about it. There's never a time I would cheat at rolling fucking dice. I think it's the weakest form of running a fucking game I could ever fucking possibly imagine. Hmm. Um, it really is. It is one of those visceral hatreds I have for this fucking hobby. No, I get that. Um, I guess I got to answer. Um, I have, when I DM'd, and I'm saying DM'd, for the first time, Dungeons & Dragons, I did fudge the dice a little bit. Um, And it was mostly for the benefit of the players because I, like, I was, yeah, I was, (laughs) well, I was, I was just taking over GMing for, or DMing for literally one session. Yeah. And so I was kind of doing almost like a one-off with the characters. So I didn't really want to, like fuck up the players games too much and well, i still but that's a common like, theme right is it's well, when not you're the first players learning 
Yeah. When you're first learning how to game, yeah. there's that tendency because you're like, like you said, like, oh shit, I don't want this to go south because this is more of a collective experience than, you know, Monopoly. Yeah. Um, you know, though, to that effect, there's there's a, a way of gaming that I've taken a, a liking to, and that is, is you're learning a new system. Mm-hmm. I, I when I, I did this with Coriolis and and even Forbidden Lands, which is, you know what, we're not completely familiar with this setting. We're not completely familiar with this game system. We may be building characters that aren't really survivable, and so for the first two or three sessions, no character death, and you have the opportunity to tweak your character around if it's not meeting your expectations of what you envisioned your character to be, and then after that. Now your characters are locked in. What happens, happens. And I've, I've found that I, as a GM, really like that because it gives us a chance to go through some combats, to go through some social interactions, and see, is this character what I envisioned? Is it playing the way that I expected it to based on my limited understanding of the rules at the time and not seeing them in play? So that, that's one way, I think, that you can get around that without truly, quote-unquote, fudging the roles. Yeah. And like in my in my later games as I've kind of like progressed, I uh, I've kind of been I've definitely been more willing to kind of step off the reins. And as a as a GM nowadays, I would say I don't fudge at all. But I don't fudge with dice. But Uh-oh. there's been the occasional time, and I don't try and lessen damage. I don't try and lessen anything like that. But especially when it's a new system or something. Uh, or really new players that have never played a tabletop game before, because my group is, all of them, brand spanking new to the game. So I have uh, lessened their health a little bit, just to make it so that it's a little bit more of a manageable uh, encounter for them, but I'll usually only do that for, like, the first one or the second one, if I see that they're struggling, just so that they can get a taste for oh shit, this stuff is really deadly, but not just give them the ultimate consequences. After the first time, I won't do that again. And I just kind of allow them to go as a play as it goes. But generally, I will kind of play around with their health for the first tiny bit until they actually learn what the game is. But still try and keep it deadly. Like I said, I don't, I don't like messing around with uh, damage dice, because that's just... That just feels disingenuous. If the one, same attack did... 1d8 plus a d4 on one round, and then all of a sudden it's doing a g6 and a d6, and there's no reason for the change. Yeah. So yeah. here's my advice for everyone listening, and I always do this with a new system for the same reasons that you two pointed out. Uh, very, very rarely will I ever do a new system and let people make characters. It's far easier to get pre-generated characters designed for the system with all the yeah. intents built in mm-hmm. and do a single one-shot. And say, here's how the system works. The Savage Worlds is great for that, right? Because you have um, the Eye of Kirkwado is a perfect intro. And so you let people do it. There's no harm, no foul. No one gives a shit. The characters die. They go up. They go down. They all they And people are more willing to really embrace the, the zaniness to start learning how the system works. And then one-shots are, will be your lifesaver. Because then you don't have to worry about, you know, if they don't like their characters or not. Because then they kind of know what to do the next when they actually make characters for the campaign. Yeah. Well, and that was kind of my mistake, actually, for when I ran my Rippers game was none of them really knew what they're doing, and I decided yeah. to go with normal characters, yeah, yeah. which, you know what, whatever, it still worked out. Yeah. Um, but I think one that that advice may not play out as well in PBTA-style games, just because, again, there's not as, you don't really need yeah. to really worry about all the fiddling right. things. You're just trying to create yeah. a character that you like, and Session right. Zero is paramount to the process itself. 100%. Yeah, so, PBTA, I wouldn't do it for you, right? Uh, I think that would be kind of impossible. You would, because then you're just putting your personality in each character. Yeah, I guess, you could, build, same... I guess you could build a D&D archetypes, but... <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. Then you just end up with a worse version of uh, Dungeon World. Yeah, essentially, right? <laughs> there's zero creativity put into the characters at that point. Yeah, yeah I don't so, know. I, like out of curiosity, because we did talk about like fudging dice rolls, but is there anything in the game itself that you will alter on the fly for the benefit of the players? No, fuck them. I, I will say it depends, and yeah. what I mean by that is, are home rules considered fudging? Mm-mm. 
No, because you're, okay. you're being open about yeah. it. Okay, and that's cool. I don't do anything in the game for the players that is not going to apply to me as well. Yeah, yeah. That's not so, so I, I mean, and I may have forgotten a rule, um, and we'll say, you know what, I'm going to – this is my ruling right now. We'll go back. We'll look up yeah. the rule again if we need to in the, in the future, but I don't want to bog the game down. Let's move forward um, yeah. if it's not a quick lookup. And so I do that, which I guess technically could be considered fudging if I'm not doing that, but it's not behind the player's back. They understand yeah. what's going on. They understand why I'm making that decision, and we just go with it. So um, I will say that's one thing that I do like about Foundry is that you can make a hidden roll yeah. and then show it to the players so you can say, look, I'm on the up and up. Right. Yeah. And there, there have been times when I've used the private roles in Foundry because – they're wanting to sneak, and I don't want them to necessarily have to know what they're going up against, yeah, yeah, especially sure. in Savage Worlds where yeah. you have meta knowledge with, with Benny's already. And that's why I, yeah. I like Scott's uh, take of, are you happy with that role? <laughs> well, no, I'm not happy with that role, but I'm not unhappy enough to spend another penny. So <laughs> well, let's uh, see what happens now. <laughs> First, okay, I just got a flashback from like a YouTube short. And it it was it was these two it was it was the same guy but he was playing three different characters at a D and D table, and so one of them was he was the GM character and all that and he's like wow this is funny you know they're rolling it's like okay I do this this okay the combat's over what should we do and then they just look over and the GM just kind of rolls a dice, he looks at it, and they're like what why why did why did you roll that dice why did you roll it and he's like oh no reason no reason rolls it again. They're like, what's going to go on? I insight, insight. I I gotta do it. And they start like freaking out and all that. And at the end of it, he's like, Oh, sorry, I, I wrote down a list of uh pizza toppings that I would want so I can randomize me pizza when we order. And they were just kind of looking at it and the whole time they were just freaking the fuck out, and I was like, Okay. Yeah. yeah. and rolls scare the fuck out of players. It really do, yeah. 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 Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um no, I think I, house rules are fine because it's just it's it applies and as far as making bad callings, I mean, there's shit I miss in Savage Worlds all the time. And it's just because yeah. it's about 10,000 micro rules to keep track of. And yeah. Like, just forget. But everyone's good natured about it. No. And like Savage Worlds is, I know a lot of people's biggest complaint is, like, oh, GPK. Well, like you said, Rich, Savage Worlds has that shit built in. If you don't want to ever experience that, turn that fucking setting rule on. Heroes never die. And you're, yeah. you're golden. Or, or you may have heard me say this before. Have a fucking imagination, and a TPK doesn't mean they fucking die. <laughs> right. Feel free to have your D and D characters going to zero doesn't actually mean death. And in fact, very few role playing games specifically state you know the thing is dead. Normally, you're going to get a choice of how you deal with the situation. Um, feel free to knock them out. Feel free to revive them. I mean, it's there's a lot of ways of handling it. I I know it's crazy to you know pretend <laughs> and not have well, a binary fucking river that you're on. Well, it's kind of interesting because I almost feel like, especially in the regards of GMing, I feel like we're almost more inclined to try and baby our players. You clearly have never played with me. No, I've played <laughs> with you a lot, but I mean, like, in general, like, you, you hear about the stories on, on Reddit and all that stuff, and a lot of times, sure, GMs tend to baby their players because they're just like, they know that they're just going to bitch and cry if their character dies. So let me let me proffer something. There's a couple of topics I wrote down, subtopics. Ooh. But I will say this for the babying players. I would dare say, and this this is so just I'm running a, I'm running a game on Friday Friday Fridays and it's it's brand new people brand new to Savage Worlds and they're having a fucking blast. Uh and all the interaction is having a blast. Um and just just getting the feedback is really wild. It's like like Rich was talking about earlier, it's like, I've never seen a style of GM like this where it's just like, hey, all right, cool, that crit fail. What does it look like and how do you fuck your party? You know, and it's that's new for <laughs> that that is really new for a lot of people. And uh, but I will say this about babying your players. I would dare say now I've I've played with you too. We haven't had Santa run anything because he keeps ducking out on me playing a fucking Twinkie man with a marshmallow fucking <laughs> holy champion. Man, well, let's turn it into a BBT and I'll be more, way more down. I've, I'll give me five minutes with Chat GPT. Um, that motherfucker's <laughs> been doing miracles, and I found more AI. Anyway, pin my AI fascination. Um, I think a lot of I think a lot of GMs don't provide 
and I had to cap it with playing with you guys because I knew Rich's style is, is solid. I like how he GMs. A lot of GMs will baby their players because subconsciously or consciously or whatever, I think you know you're delivering a shit session. And if you look at how I focus my games, it's on entertaining the party, entertaining the players, and making sure you guys are having a fun time so that if the worst does happen, you're still laughing about it and shit. Be like, ah, that's right, I got my fucking throat cut in the dark. because I was <laughs> He asked if I was happy with my stealth roll, and I said no, like an idiot. You know, but that's kind of the point of the game is you're there to facilitate for the, for the, pe- the human beings at the table, not for the pieces of paper at the table. Yeah. Does that make sense at all? <laughs> no, no, no. It definitely does. It does. It does. I, you know, I was just thinking, it's like, every, before every session, I usually threaten my players that I'll kill them all. <laughs> well, Characters. you know, Characters. it's an interesting thing, though, because if you think about when we first started playing D&D, or at least when I did, mm-hmm. and I see, I see this even in the current generation of gamers, it seems, mm-hmm. people grow attached to that avatar. Sure. Or, or that that character that they've built to represent them in this fantasy world. And I know that when I was younger and just starting to play D&D, if a character died, that was taken personally. It's like, oh, crap, what do you mean I'm dead? And, and there was a lot of emotional... Uh, Baggage? Anger and resentment that, that my character died, who's supposed to be this really cool thing that I have in my head because my imagination has this character being better than Indiana Jones, right? Um, or, or better than Aragorn if I'm playing fantasy sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so when they die, that those characters never die in the movies. Why is my character dying in this movie? And it, as I got older, building characters became the fun part. Not necessarily seeing them survive, mm-hmm. but what hell can I put them through and give them the coolest death possible? Um, which is why my non-stealth characters tend to want to always go stealth in Scott's Task Force Raven games or in any other game that I'm playing. I will try to put that character in as much mortal danger as possible because it's fun now. It's like, like trip, let's see if I can survive Yes. <laughs> so I think that may be part where baby and that may be where baby and, uh, players comes from is just the emotional attachment that some of them get to their character, and I don't want to deal with that hassle hey how much of that do you guys think is the sunken cost point of a character with longevity investment the time spent creating a character all that shit i've never actually thought about putting sunken cost so well i I think the best way to answer was kind of actually thinking about more so what finder was talking about from as a kid to an adult yeah. Uh, and I think it more comes with the fact, like the idea of, as a kid, it is definitely more of the sunken, uh, of a sunken cost, where you're like, this is my character, this is my thing, this is my story. But as, as you kind of grow up or you start playing more, you don't really think of it as, oh my god, this is my story, or at least I hope you don't as an adult. I, th- I think more people start gravitating towards, oh my god, this is our story, and so as you kind of grow a little bit older and you kind of learn a little bit more things and everything like that, you end up kind of getting to a point where you're not so focused on just your own singular character in a role. You're, you're focused on the whole entire scene, what's going on in the world and everything like that. That's why now as an adult, like I, if one of my characters died, like I, to be honest, I've never really fully cared, but I actually now as an adult appreciate my character deaths more because I realize that all the best stories that I have of playing usually start with, so my character died or (laughs) so blah, blah, blah's character died. Why? Because those are the moments that become the most epic, the most entertaining, and you can create stories off of their deaths. And D and D has lost that. Especially since nowadays you can revive, you can resurrect, you can pretty much bring people back to life to the point where death doesn't really matter. And it's sad because I feel like that's such a good story point that is almost kind of lost on the newer the newer players. Right now, Jared has his fucking conspiracy <laughs> board up with all the ways that you can die in fifth edition. Oh, God, <laughs> <you are playing. laughs> I'm a death save. 
And, and just because he said that, now all of a sudden, uh, yeah. other Scott is like starting to build a meme based off yeah. of Charlie from uh, it's always starting in Philadelphia. It's like Jared making a board. Okay, guys, you got you got he's hot of healing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can die in fifth edition. Obviously, you look. There's a lot of stories about you know shit tier games and gone tits up, and you know, we have a TPK. Like, oh no. So you had a TPK and all of your players managed to fail the, the the death save. I mean, goddamn, the odds of that are just woof. Yeah. <laughs> and isn't the death save only like a 10? 10 or better. Yeah, so it's a 50-50 roll, and you have three chances. The chances of you dying. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, and, 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 you know, the CR thing is where a lot of, like, 3rd edition, 5th edition players, well, D20 players will kind of rail against, like, you know, the idea that you can't, you shouldn't cheat. It's like, well, I uh, used the CR and uh, the encounter was too powerful. Hold on. Hold on. So you <laughs> as the GM realize at some point that you put the fucking Dracolisk in with your first level party. And when the first player went down, your inclination was to keep fucking them up. <laughs> not to, not to use the, the, the more powerful encounter to you know send a manifesto to the party and create a, a new arch villain on the fly right like more people should play mordor shadows of war or middle earth shadows of war right with the, with the nemesis system yep. you get killed by this lowly orc maggot farmer and then he gets a name and he levels up and then you're there's a there's there's this uh, a, a nemesis built between the you and you and that orc and it's like, again, feel free to have a fucking imagination. It's just, it's just like, well, the CR was too high. Well, I'm sorry. Your monsters can also retreat and not just stomp a mud hole in the fucking park. <laughs> like, any time, they can go ahead and go. Yeah, yeah God, I fucking people. Now, I, you, you, said something, you said something, Santa, that got me thinking as well, and that was, you mentioned the word story. And yeah. back in the 70s and 80s, I don't think we ever approached Dungeons and Dragons as a story. Yes, we were telling a story of sorts, but we never talked about it as a story. Mm -hmm. And we became, I think, at least my group, we became more invested in the character because, oh, this is the, this is the character and, and we're going to go do this thing now. And, and it gets back to like that maze of the monsters, right? I mean, we we embodied the character a lot. There's a lot of investment. Now I have that step back. This is a story. This is a character. And interesting stuff happens to characters. Um, and so perhaps that's one reason. But there are also times when, getting back to Scott's sunken cost, there's a time when I'm like, this this character story arc is done. I'm th This character bores me now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because nothing's a challenge or it's always the exact same challenge. And so let's move on. It's time to retire this guy. Either kill him or get me back to a city because he's not going, he's not going to do anything. He's, he's retiring. Um, yeah. Which is sad <laughs> for yeah. that to happen. You know, so when I was a sophomore, whatever, however old that is, I must have been 14, I guess. I went to school a year early on that fucking nork. So I guess 14. But I ran Dragonlance all summer break. So three months, let's say. But we played like you know, like kids who don't wear but you have a bunch of fucking poor kids from all walks, from all all colors, creeds, and kinds band together in our nerddom <laughs> in a fucking <laughs> shed, you know, playing D and D and like. But yeah, Rich, you're not wrong. Is we didn't like the story was unfolding, but I think the term we always use more than anything was plot, mm -hmm. right? Like, oh, the plot is going in this cool direction. We definitely didn't, story was never talked about like it is now, where it's like the avant-garde and I've got my fucking, you know, my fluffy white fucking wig on, you know, judging the art pieces and shit. Um, but yeah, that was the interesting thing, because we kept the characters through all the way to like, uh, maybe 18th level, yeah. which is huge, right? Um, Fast-tracking experience points, and it was just like, yeah, we never really discussed story. It was always like, oh, the plot's going this way. It was just... Adventure to adventure to adventure to adventure, and you just get yeah. more and more powerful, and you just set up the enemies. But we were also kids and dumb. But I mean, yeah, I don't know, man. That's a good point. Yeah, and we never, we never really cheated in that campaign either. <laughs> so you know, nice. So you said you had some uh, sub 
Sub. Oh, just the CR thing, and then also a lot of problems I've noticed, because, um, again, I listen to a lot of APs, and then I run games. Yeah. <laughs> and so a lot of times the biggest issue with combats going sideways is because you've got, let's say, five players or five characters, and what's the normal flow of events? I attack the monster. 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 The monsters attack us. When what you should be fucking doing is, is okay, I'm going to get down in position and I'm going to use my shield to leverage the fucking paladin up and over so they can gain a fucking bonus to their, uh, because they do way more damage than my stupid ass thief will ever do. Uh, I'm going to throw sand in the creature's eyes. You know, using these, the, like, for Savage Worlds, it's tests and taunt and whatnot, but it's like, you don't. I, oh man, I'm going to say close to almost a perfect 100%. I do not ever see this shit goes down in gaming. Like you see in a movie, which is weird because all gamers do is talk shit about how awesome their games are like a movie. But I've never seen a movie where it's just like, <laughs> it just doesn't happen. Even the D&D movie was really good. They were using support roles and helping each other out. Um, it's just crazy. And like I said, I played that the last con I was at and I did some support shit. And people at the table thought I lost my fucking mind because why would I not roll the dice to damage a creature? And I was like, well, I made it vulnerable and shaken. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> I've done... <laughs> I'm not sure if you're aware of how this game works, but when you touch it again, it's going to take wounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's because they're not in any danger, obviously. I mean, yeah, it's just crazy, but I do notice that a lot. is that most, most groups don't have a fluid dynamic, and it is very... God, the word really is, sounds harsh, but people play selfish, like very self-oriented mm -hmm. when, when they run when they run a character. It's very little of like, well, I could cast this. And I, do, I know there are people like, oh, you sleep and I drop the enemy or I'll stun an enemy. Yeah, like Rich plays very well with that kind of thing, like Havoc throwing things around, um, which is fine. But it's like the rest of the team isn't doing that. Or like when we played the test game, the test game of the one I was running, and the wizard was casting spells left and right, letting his imagination flow, and he was about to get overwhelmed by undead skeletons when we had a person in the party whose entire theme was being an initiate to turn undead and didn't want to do anything to support any of that shit. So it's just mm -hmm. fucking crazy. So I don't know. But that yeah. is a problem. That's why your parties are also getting killed a lot is because they insist on fucking playing on their phones and waiting for their turn and then roll the dice and, you know, and act yeah. on their own behalf. Well, I gotta say, I know I have issues, like, because I, I don't play combat characters often, and I've been trying to play combat characters more recently, uh, and I, I'm actually struggling. It's not your personality, that's why. It's not my personality, and I'm yeah. trying to do it. Like, we got on our Wednesday game, I am yeah. playing an ogre who is kind of a thievey rogue type style thing, or a half ogre, which... You, half, you can't say half ogre anymore, you piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh but um yeah, and like I and there's times where I'm just like, well, I'm supposed to be a fighter, I'm hitting him. It's like I don't have any spells, I don't have anything like that. Support well, you're a rogue really... though. Right, yes. so you're playing a rogue, yeah. But we haven't really been in any situations yeah. that I've been able to benefit from that kind of uh... it is a weird character build for a rogue i'm not gonna lie to you like a half oh. ogre rogue is more like a highwayman rogue yeah you know? can still he's still stealthy as fuck though yeah you are well, by, by the by the mechanics yes you're like seven <laughs> feet tall and look i'm gonna hide behind this <laughs> <laughs> that's why he carries shrubs with him thank right well, i need to be a tree yeah no. <laughs> it's not a condemnation it's just when people complain about like oh the parties go down i'm like well yeah because your parties probably aren't using half the options that they're available to them yeah. to be honest my favorite combat character i've ever had was purely support so i guess not really and it was an illusion wizard oh wow but if i play any wizard it's gonna be an illusion one and that can be pretty potent you get one yeah. power in savage worlds Congrats. and they're entertaining as fuck they're so entertaining. I've only gotten to play one once or twice, but I remember I covered a hole. That is there was amazing. like a hole in the ground. Covered a hole, fell straight in. I saw in. Rich's reaction, and I think we had the sure. same thought. Like, really, your, your, your illusions could do damage in Savage Worlds because the trappings of all your bolt power could be illusion. Yeah. Yeah. Although, even, even then, I mean, we've avoided entire encounters because of an illusion. Like, there, there was a... a yeah. 
I can't remember. I, I want to say we we're like first or second level is all in a D and D yeah. game back in the day, and we're mobbed by yeah. It, it literally was AD. I, I don't even think it was second edition yet. Two E may have been out at that point, but still AD and D confronted by a band of highwaymen, and I, our illusionist throws a bag of illusion gold into the woods, and the thieves go after that, and we go running away. <laughs> it's like <laughs> avoid an entire combat. Through right. the use of an illusion. <laughs> 100%. There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, the GM probably didn't even plan for that, right? Nope. No, the GM was like, what the yeah. hell? <laughs> yeah, man. Maybe that's just it. I should maybe do just some magic shit instead. <laughs> Bard. 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 Sorry, what's that? You're you, should, you should play a fucking bard in the Dragonlands. Game. Sorry, you, you have a cough. I can't We've understand you. Maybe you get a freaking Mentos or something. Two weeks something now, three weeks now. I can't understand. I don't know what I should play. I don't know what I should play. Hey, I didn't say I know. I'm, I'm still playing my character. Yeah, you are. You're still rolling dice. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you think I should change my character, I'm totally down for that. Man, I'm not going to cheat. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fudge. You. I'm not gonna fudge your fucking character for you. <laughs> oh, when we did get into the actual role playing aspect, I actually had a lot of fun. Like yeah. we were in that town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's too bad you uh, you missed last session because yeah, that, that was a pretty good time actually. Yeah, and the oh shit, the oh shit moment. Rich has not even he didn't allude to, and I was going to allude to it. Then I was like, he may have not alluded to it on purpose. So I'll just keep it to myself. So when. <laughs> Tabletop fires up and you guys first load in, you'd be like, uh, <laughs> uh, uh nice. it, was, it was a good cliffhanger. It might have been a high one of my highlight cliffhangers ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. Just to hear the shrieks. Little shits. <laughs> nice, nice. Even Ethan broke character. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't break character for most things. Nope. No. Nope. Nope. Uh, <laughs> One day we should play a game that we're all just mages. I think there's a game called it, something like yeah, that. Yeah. or yeah, Mage the Ascension. That would be that would be hard to actually run. It's I've, just so it's so much, but I mean yeah. they made it complicated. It doesn't have to be that complicated. Yeah, that's true. Hey, well, man. it wouldn't be World of Darkness if it wasn't, though. Yeah, it's like a fact. You might find this hard to believe. You don't need rules to tell you how to do things like that. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I, I know, they got to be found in some format, but <laughs> you can even do it in Savage World. It doesn't matter. Just put a pen in it. <laughs> it would be so easy. I, to do it you know that that is something we should put a pen in is trappings. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, because that's. I think trappings could, they far exceed. So I'd make people do trappings in other games, yeah. which always throws them for a loop. Like, what does your matching missile look like? Or what does your cautious, hideous laughter look like? Well, it says in the book. I don't give a fuck what that book says. <laughs> well, I, I mean, like, uh, one of the things that I, this is one thing I love about Savage Worlds right now is the, the emphasis on trappings to yes. where you can have, there's no knock spell in Savage Worlds books anywhere. There may be now with Pathfinder. I don't there know. Is. I haven't looked. There is. Um, but before there was a knock spell, I wanted a wizard that had a knock spell. So I just took the lock or the pick locks skill. Yes. And people are like, why does your wizard have that? I'm like, yes. because it's his knock spell. Yes. He's not in there with lock picks. Dude, people have argued about that being a misinterpretation of the trappings. I'm like, no, no, because no, two editions back, they actually specifically discussed that. Yeah. You know, but yeah, you're not wrong. Every every skill could have trapping. Yeah, we need to do this. We need to do it. Yeah, let's do this. This could be a five hour fucking rant. Talk <laughs> <laughs> about the highlight of of unimaginative people. But once people get a chance to do it, boy, you'll never turn that spigot off. No, not ever. Yeah, you'll create role playing monsters. Well, yeah, even like um, like in this, I think Dungeon World kind of, although they don't have trappings or anything like that, but. It's something that you've told me to do, and I do it, and now it's probably something that I would do for any game that I run, and that is literally to get them to just describe it. Like, yeah. I've gone in for my wizard or for my cleric to just ask, or when they're doing, like, even with the fighter, since their sword glows at the sight of um of the undead, so I ask, well, what does it look like to you? Yeah. 
and just like the little things and at first like the first couple times they look like what do you mean it's this i'm like yeah but what does it look like for your character this is really up to you for how you think it will work and the first couple times they're always a little bit kind of like i don't know what you mean but after you actually get them the habit of it they really start trying to shift everything to how they think how they would want it to look instead of what is just kind of standard yeah, because by, by your fifth time it happens, it's no longer like, oh yeah, the sword lights up. It's, I fucking unsheathed my blade and just blue flame erupts up the blade. Ooh. No telling me that the undead is close by. And it's just like, yeah, I've made monsters. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> You're never going to play a fucking normal RPG ever again. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly think, oh, go ahead. I, I just say, you know, though, I think that's the hard part is players don't want to use their imagination in that regard, or rather they feel uncertain about it. And, and where I'm going with that is I actually played a game once where I tried not to give monsters names. Oh, like yeah. I, I, I didn't say yeah. you're being attacked by a cobalt. Yep. I described it wanting them to, your character's never seen something like this. Yeah. What are they going to call this monster? Yep. And the players always refuse to give the monster a name. That's weird. That's weird. And plus in some games like that, like um, a cult, Savage Worlds, yeah. that, that becomes a very important skill when you're like, I don't yeah. know what the fuck this is. Let me, what do I know about this? And it's kind of almanac. Yeah, it's just, that's cool. But yeah, same thing. I've, I've just tried to describe monsters. VTT is a little weird because the tokens roll and shit. Yeah. And it's like, well, fuck, I need to either remember what the token looks like <laughs> so I can give it a, you know, question marks across the top. Yeah. Well, I, but, yeah. I, I think. I think it's almost just because for a majority of our life, not include not not just in tabletop RPGs, but in a lot of aspects, usually we're just kind of told what it's supposed to be, what it's supposed to look like, everything well, how like dare that. You. But that's True. because somebody that somebody created it gave us that name and told us what that name well, is. And which is I'm... why I think Walking Dead is interesting because we know they're zombies, but they always refer to them as walkers. Yeah, yeah. But but which also... to me makes narrative sense because. Now, those players or those characters lived in our world, so they should be familiar with the term zombie. 100%. But if we're going with an alternate version of our world, maybe zombies never existed in that world. There was no Night of the Living Dead or anything. That's like the that. point of the show, isn't it? I thought they discussed that. that part oh, of I don't know. Plot, I could have, and someone will correct us, but yeah, I thought that was part of the plot line. It was like that all that never happened. Yeah. And, and if that didn't, then the, the fact that they're calling them walkers to me makes sense, which is sure? totally cool. Yeah, but Santa's right. I know what he's doing. He's getting me amped up because he knows how much I like to rant, rant against fucking. If the book didn't tell you, I guess it can't happen. <laughs> That's true. But then I got distracted and I was trying to bite my tongue because I fucking hate zombies and I just didn't <laughs> want to mention anything with The Walking Dead. Oh man, well uh, zombies <laughs> got played out. No, they're just also the dumbest fucking monster on the goddamn planet. I don't care what anyone tells me. You're telling me that a modern United a modern United States wouldn't be able to freaking demolish that threat? I'm sorry, even even Couldn't if it's like demolish COVID. Yes, I know, but if the if if the US could shoot guns at COVID to stop it, they would. But Hold unfortunately on. that would also hit civilians. Let's so that's not good. A, but in the form of zombies in the form of goddamn zombies, you're telling me that a US military with with the amount of technology they have, bombs, guns, and everything like that, and including guess what else they have? Fences. Oh my god, zombies are helpless against fences. There is no goddamn way that a zombie apocalypse would have any serious effect besides maybe causing a little bit of a panic in one town before the US government came in there, fucking cleared the shit out, said all of a sudden something else happened, and everyone's hunky dory. There is no way a zombie apocalypse could happen in this day and age. I don't care what anyone says. Let's have a zombie episode because I want to steal man the zombie position. But also, have you read the book by Max Brooks? But, uh, World War Z. World yeah. War Z. Yeah, I've read it. It's okay, a good book. Well, I mean, yeah, he, he, it's, it's, your it's thought stream is accurate in that book. Yeah, it's more realistic. Like, <laughs> yeah. I understand, but at the end of the day, yeah, sure. After the initial panic, oh, like they were able to handle it, and normal people who bunkered down in a school were also able to survive. And that's just it. It's like they treat it like the whole of society is going to collapse and nobody's ever going to be able to actually survive. Well, we can't when in truth... 
Like, so let's do a zombie episode. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I think it'd be a fun discussion. Yeah. Especially I, I don't, to, to be record, I, I don't think you're necessarily wrong. I think there are aspects that you're yeah. glossing over. Yes. Yeah. 100%. But what if I want to steal man the zombie position? I'm sorry, but if they realize the city has way more zombies than they do humans, that city's, being, that, that city's being completely just blown to the ground. <laughs> that's just it. That's just it. We all know it's true, too. We could say, no, 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 they'll care about the lives. But I'm sorry, but even in hey, that Santa, moment, we're, we're tabling this for another discussion. 100%. <laughs> this is going to be, a, this be a, a, a great episode. I got to calm down a little bit. I'm not going to lie. You're fine. This is, this is a fantastic. I get a feeling that, that Santa would fudge rolls for, in a zombie game. No, I'd right. I, I, I would make them to. as incompetent as they're supposed to be, but just give them numbers. That's all. <laughs> it's like, do a climbing roll, zombie. No, not going to happen. We got to put a pin in this because there's so much to this. <laughs> this is great. I can't wait. I'm super excited now. <laughs> God, man. Uh... So, she, so being a rat cheat, let's see. Uh, oh, yeah. And again, just, you know, again, at the beginning, it's not hyperbole. Let me know next time you allow your players to fucking cheat at the table with their dice rolls. Like openly cheat or even secretly cheat, you know, let the player. Let me let me know when you let your players roll the fucking dice behind their own little fucking screens and you don't see what the numbers are. I'll, <laughs> I'll be on my fucking two way because it's never going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> now I will say I've seen GM or DMs GMs as well, I guess. Maybe. I'm trying to think about the GM aspect of it. DMs though for, for sure have been fairly lenient with some players in that there have been players in, in some groups that I've played in that when you needed an at 20. They always got an at 20 and they picked that die up really fast and the GM just rolled with it. Let's, um, let's, let's call that the, oh, I'm trying to be nice. Let's, <laughs> let's, uh, let's call that the, the non-confrontational point of view. It, it, well, there's that or, and I'm not saying this was the case, but there may have been, or there may not have been a ring of DM control as well. <laughs> oh yeah. hundred percent. That definitely can happen. Um, and that can happen regardless of genders or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Um, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're not wrong, though. But yeah, again, and also I'll wait for the person to tell me, like, oh, yeah, I always cheat against the players. <laughs> I, I just, I thought the monster was going too soft on him. So I said, wow, fuck, it's critical. Yeah. I don't ever hear that story on Reddit or anywhere. It's always the crybaby ass stories. Oh, sometimes I've got to keep the story going. <laughs> oh, make it more interesting. It makes it more interesting. Suddenly, one of them dies. Yeah, yeah. And then that changes the battlefield dynamics. Actually, it won't because we all know what happens next. Oh shit! The fighter's down. I attack. What do you do? I cast magic missile. What do you do? I cast spiritual hammer. What do you do? I try to sneak around behind it. Not one person does what they should be doing. And We're just healing me, right? The clerk should be your fucking para rescue man and hauling ass to the fucking fighter and doing a power slide and shit and get ready to do CPR in the name of fucking Mithra. <laughs> but that never happens it's the same round robin bullshit and it's just like well i'm done with this game and those are the moments too when you see shit like that where i start losing interest um but wednesday's game went vastly different because of something rich said yeah in some private discussions and i was like oh yeah oh let me think on that for a minute and then i started plotting out as i was reading the the shit-tacular fucking shadow of the dragon queen and realized like oh Yet again, a fucking idiot wrote this chapter. So let's just <laughs> let's try something different. Um, I, I thought it played out really well. I, I had a lot of fun that game. Yeah, e even though I had to miss like more than I wanted to because of stupid work. But yeah, it happens. Dumbasses. No, I mean, <clears throat> so yeah, I mean, we didn't have to cheat on that. You know, I may have cheated by not doing the module exactly as written, but <laughs> it's never. That's really that's, just that's working that's with bad writing. That's yeah. definitely not going to happen. <laughs> I'm telling you, every time I read in Dragonlance and they fucking say you get gold pieces, it sends me into a fucking... I get apoplectic. Yeah. I just want to fucking throw the book across the room. 
<laughs> rightfully so, given that was like one of the big <clears throat> distinguishing factors of Dragonlance's gold isn't yeah. a thing. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, we find a treasure hoard, and everyone should be like, no one gives a fuck. Can that be turned into a sword? Because I don't give a shit about that gold. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so pretty, then eat it. I don't give a fuck what you do with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, so yeah, cheating. Yeah, it's one of my uh, it's one of my tr- my trigger points. I just I see it as a weakness in gaming. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, it's just crazy. And people at cons are genuinely surprised that I stand up the entire time, and Matt has played with me, and I stand the entire time, and I throw all the dice on the table. I just don't care. It's more exciting to watch people's faces drop when they realize you've rolled really well as a GM, <laughs> and they're just like. Look at their uh, Benny pile. Look at their character sheet. They're doing the quick math in their head. <laughs> and then if you roll like, because sometimes just to fuck with people, like if if you're a GM and you're playing a game that allows it, it has this this allows it. Fuck now, I'm doing it. It has a mechanic for it. Like Savage Worlds is easy because it's like, oh, I'll roll like a 32 damage against the, the top fighter, but I'll be like, I'm gonna Benny that damage. Psychologically, just to fucking ruin someone's <laughs> like you piece of shit. <laughs> what they don't understand is, that, but but you're eliciting that visceral gut reaction of getting them angry now at that fucking monster who doesn't clearly need the damage. But the the second tier of effect is that I'm 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 expending a Benny because I know the party is going to need the fucking the fucking opportunities that I don't need. And so part of it is psyops and part of it is like, I don't really give a fuck about the bendings because I really don't give a fuck about the, your character or the monsters, what's in the book. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. and realistically, I mean, what are the odds of you doing better on 30 than 32 on a reroll? Not a single one. That's why it's just a waste of any to fuck with yeah. the players. 100%, it's just to fuck with the players and get them. I want to get more around. You can be mad about yeah. your character going down, but if I can get you, to hate the fucking creature that did it? Oh, man. Even now, better. Now we're making plots. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, you know, that's, that's one thing that I like about Savage Worlds. I, I know that we've talked about this a little bit, is that uh, our, for lack of a better word, love affair with, with the game system mm-hmm. isn't what it used to be. Um, I still love it. It's still probably my yeah. preferred system to GM, but I do really love other systems like Year Zero and all that. Mm-hmm. But I love Savage Worlds in that it does give me that way to legally cheat and make things a little bit more difficult if my dice don't go my way and the players' dice are heavily going their way. Like, uh, there was a Basilisk in the last game, and they're putting that thing down like so fast. I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is a freaking basilisk. It needs to be a little bit harder to kill. <laughs> so I'll yeah. burn a few bennies. Yeah, um, that's the point of them, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't, I don't like, I, I, we have had this conversation about how you no know, Savage World's kind of faltering a little bit, but like, I think that's more just because like sometimes priorities of what you want to experience in a game kind of change. I don't want a three-hour fucking combat and with fucking well, four four people in the woods. I was so goddamn angry. Well, as long as there's no campfire nearby and one person ran off on their own, it should probably be okay. But <laughs> um, but I, I think that kind of comes to it because even like you said, Scott, that you're right now you're enjoying more lighter, uh, lighter systems where it's more just about the kind of role play aspect instead of really, you know, having that table based combat. For yeah, me, I, I, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Right, I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I want you to talk first. No, talk, bitch. Fine, fuck. <laughs> uh, like for me, and I've even said this to you guys, where it's like I just the moment that I see pieces on a table, for some reason, my creativity just goes out the window, and I don't know what it is. It's the you're moment weak, that you're weak-minded. That's all. <laughs> it, it's just I, I go like I don't know what it is, but the moment I see like my guys on the table, and I'm supposed to move a certain thing. I'm just like, okay, this is just combat mode now. So I just kind of do what I think co- would combat, and I don't know what it is. I don't feel like I was used to be like that. But nowadays, reach, like reach down and take my hand, take my hand, Santa, take my hand. I've converted uh, you. I've converted you to no dolls. Now a little bit more on my side to the very top. No, up, up. Up a little bit. <laughs> we're this side. Oh, I don't know where yeah, we are. That's there it. We are. We're all there. We're on there. Yeah, it's. Uh, I've converted you. Thank Jesus. Yeah. No, it's no. just I don't. I don't want the dice. I, I just a lot of times when the dice start hitting the table, 
it's just like you can almost feel like uh, fuck here we go this is gonna be a fucking hour that we're not gonna get back that we could be doing so much more shit <laughs> of interacting with something that I just and that's where wouldn't and I I really just kind of put shit on the back burner of some of the new things that happened in Savage Worlds and when Rich brought up the the point of quick encounters and stuff I, and that's why I wrote the this last chapter the way I did I was like oh because those are legit fucking jobs they wanted you to do all of those as a group and I was like not a chance in fuck <laughs> are yeah. is this group of people gonna spend eight hours on one on fucking three paragraphs it's literally a paragraph each. So I was like, well, let's do quick encounters that way. I don't have to worry about bullshit. I can just and I did it in the game I run on Friday, and yeah. they had never seen it before. And it was uh, it was this last creature, and I was just like, cool. I, and it was and it went. We're totally off topic now, but I don't give a shit. And it was like we have a thief, um, well, so okay, a rogue, a bard, um, uh, a paladin, for lack of better terms, and a wizard. And it was like, okay, Rogue, uh, here's the creature pops up. You found me critical fail. I was like, the creature un uh, 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 unveils. Ah, here it is. What would you do in this situation? I would try to run away. Okay, cool. Run your ro roll your run die. Uh, fucking, what would you do? What Bard, what would you do? And the wizard's like, I spend a Benny to get ahead of the Bard. I was like, okay, cool story. You're going to move. As you're pushing the Bard up against the wall, what is the one thing that you would do in this situation? I would use the spell. And I was like, awesome, roll spell casting. What about PowerPoints? I don't give a fuck about PowerPoints. Just roll the fucking, roll the skill roll. Uh, Paladin, what would you do? I would charge in and just start slashing the shit out of it. Awesome, roll fighting. Bard, what would you do? I would try to support the party and figure out what the fuck the weak point is. Awesome, roll a cult. Done. Four fucking yeah. rolls, that was it. Well, and, and you know, the, the fun Five thing minutes. is, to me, quick encounters are a legal way to cheat. 100%. The, yeah. This monster would tech probably kill you if, if we played this entire combat out. We're going to do a quick encounter because all you have to do is succeed on your roll, and maybe I'll apply some damage if you do poorly, but the chances of you failing a quick encounter are really low. Because it, it's standard success. Yeah, and I didn't do it to not have them fight it. Like, right. I wouldn't do it... I think wild card battles should be more significant. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and now I'm starting to realize, like, one of my error, my errors that I was doing early on is going to be corrected now. And so when there's a significant problem, like, say, you know, in a fucking fortress that you got to sneak into, <laughs> this, this, this battle will not be a quick encounter. <laughs> Damn, are you sure? <laughs> I'm 100% positive. But because... It's funny, buddy, to make it a quick encounter. <laughs> right, and because I don't want to do that anymore, I'm able to stack the deck, not against you, but I'm able to... Because a lot of times it's like, oh, I've got... A wild card. No, no, bitch. No, 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 no. If you do some quick encounters, you can add a couple of wild cards in here and make it, especially for groups like this. If you got a combat heavy group, throw extra wild cards in there and really keep it going. So yeah. you'll see what happens. Anyway, sorry, we're off topic. Off no, that's way. totally fine. I think we're getting to, a po to the point where we'll do some trivia. Oh, shit. Yep. <laughs> You always forget. <laughs> <laughs> we may have to change the name of this from oh, from trivia to oh shit. Right? It's time for oh shit. Oh man. Oh man. Okay. Uh, is it the card right side up? Okay. So we started with Rich last week. My nose really itches, and I'm trying not to itch it, but not inside itch. Is like fake itching. It really itches on the outside. Be, of uh, you, Scott. You I got allergies. Me, I'm starting. Yeah. Okay, you guys pick magic, miscellany, history, monsters, dungeons and adventures, characters, or cosmology. Do cosmology for him. Cosm cosmology. Fuck. God damn it! I, hate <laughs> <laughs> I picked it last week. So fuck. There are other campaign settings. <laughs> Fucking god damn. What? So, oh my god. Okay. <laughs> In the in Forgotten the... Realms, whatever. <laughs> it's literally the first fucking four words. I'll make my own trivia. In, in Dragonlance setting, <laughs> the Tower of High Sorcery, which teleports around the world and appears at will, is called what? It's the Tower of Weyrith. Yay! <laughs> um, okay, in the Forgotten Realms. The symbols of the Didis, Timora, and Joaquin are both what kind of objects? Coins. I know that. Yeah. No, it's I'm Phoenix. A, He's a I'm Phoenix. Not a, I'm not an idiot. No, yes, he is a Phoenix, but I'm bumped. Yeah. Uh, get it? Get it? All right. Let's go, Santa. Magic, history, monsters, dungeons and adventures, or characters? Uh, I'm going to go with monsters. 
monsters. Uh, I'm just hoping it's not something that starts with the letter Z. Oh no, you might get this actually. What is the t- what what is the typical alignment of a deep gnome, a sphere neblin, for the super nerds at home? Uh, isn't it please lawful evil? Oh, people are mad right now. <laughs> no, it's not lawful evil. Chaotic evil. No, it's not evil at all. <laughs> Chaotic neutral? Uh, no, it's neutral good. I'm not it's just not gonna guess on nine alignments. <laughs> Throw some palladium alignments in there. <laughs> there, there, there's, there's nine, there's nine options. I picked the tenth one. You know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's neutral good. Oh, they, they don't. Hmm. Did Craig die? No, Craig's still there. Okay, okay. I just got a flash on. Yeah, I did as well. Yeah, it's weird. Now oh, I'm this was, no, it's still it's still recording. I'm pretty right, sure. Whatever. Rich, uh, magic, history, dungeons, or characters? Uh, let's do dungeons. Dungeons. I almost read the wrong one. I get it. Okay. Ah, oh, bro. Come on. The Lich and later Demi Lich, a Sererak, was the master <laughs> of which dungeon? Okay. Which face. version are we talking about? Because it could be a Tomb of Terror or Tomb of Annihilation, depending on oh which God. one you're talking about. No, it's not the fifth edition. It's just. Then Tomb of Terror. Rich. <laughs> Rich. I'm, gonna... suck today. I'm going to come to fucking <laughs> your location and I'm going to punch you. Please right, do. Right now, the fucking three people who watch the fucking podcast are like. Rich, that is a synonym for the actual name of the fucking dungeon. <laughs> it's a tomb of horrors. Oh, did I say oh terror? I said terror, didn't I? I did, you yeah. son of a bitch. <laughs> it's a synonym. You knew what I was. I call, I said tomb I of did. annihilation. I, you knew which one I was talking about. <laughs> uh, that's, that one doesn't exist in real life. I don't see no. <laughs> Uh, right. I, I I think I have the FVTT uh, 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 module for that. You do. I do have that. Too. <laughs> so so it does exist. <laughs> it's actually pretty fun if played correctly. Um. Anyway, uh, for me, oh, fuck. magic and magic history or characters. I almost forgot what we already did. Well, we could get them to do the the cartoon setting uh, <laughs> so. characters. Yeah, the characters. I'm fine, I'm fine with he, characters. He, he Eventually, we're going to get Uni. Eventually, Uni will be the character. Mm. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> so in the animated series, no, no, no. In, uh, in Faerun, which is just another fucking word for Frotten Realms, um, what wizard founded the Zentarim and also long reigned as High Lord of Zentil Keep. I don't know. Zach's the ass smuggler. I don't even care. Holy shit, you're right. <laughs> Manchun. What? What? Manchun. That's that's a real name. Just. Are you just saying Manchun with a accent? No. no yes. It was, man- <laughs> it was Manchun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Would you like to see Manchun? Like, it's oh, very man. large. Man, sure. It has a fountain up front. God damn, fucking Faerun. One day we're gonna. There's like five thousand cards. We'll run have to run out of Forgotten Realms questions. <laughs> um, for Santa, magic or history? Finer, what do you want me to pick? I go with history. history. Yeah, you I always. No, you can't. <laughs> no, I might get something right. I just got to make Jared proud once. and then Your I'm knowledge happy. of D&D history is the same as the YouTubers who started playing during the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> and suddenly they have channels of 500,000 viewers and they think they know everything because they can Google Wikipedia. <laughs> Mine's well, gotten oh, to be that. Why haven't I just been using Google Wikipedia? Oh, God. Do not put your hands on the keyboard. Put your hands above your head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's pop? Wait, history. Yeah, what's popular doubled damage house rule did Gary Gygax condemn in 1978 as particularly offensive to the precepts of Dungeons and Dragons? What a critical. 
Yes, I'll give it to you. Critical hits, yes. Yeah, but yes. The, okay, I got it. That, yeah. that one was actually exceptionally easy. That was exceptionally easy. Yeah. Really? All he right. was against criticals? No, he was against all kinds of crazy shit that people are all for in D&D right now, like uh, role-playing. As long as the as long as the monster can also crit, then who cares? Uh because Gary understood what a lot of DMs don't understand. You roll your your cleric rolls a critical once. My horde of orcs, they all get to roll criticals against you. Numerically, right. I'm gonna fuck you up. And that's the math how you always make works DMs out in the favor of the DM. Yeah. Which is why DMs cheat. Or fudge rolls oh, to help their players. Oh, yeah, it all together there. Damn it. Okay, Rick, take it home. Uh, what type of weapon is Heart Cleaver carried by the demon Lord Baphomet? Heart Cleaver. Uh, let's go with a, an axe, a battle axe of some sort. Oh. <laughs> no. It's got to be a sword or at least a short sword or a cleaver. No. It's a gla- it's a gla- it's a glaive. Of course, that was which my is, second guess. Which is technically oh, yeah. a long bladed weird axe on a stick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, the glaive <laughs> and the glaive glaze arm were designed uh, to facilitate <laughs> removal of cavalry uh, during the late crustacean period in the war <laughs> of contraband. Wait, when dinosaurs are around? It's like, wait, what? <laughs> but I, I, why, why would dinosaurs need glaives? I mean, have you seen a velociraptor's toenail? Yes, I know. But look at their arms as well. This is the thingy. That's it. That was the trivia. That wasn't bad. That was some good questions. I actually got one right. So I'm you did happy. get one right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You and Gary Gygax think a lot alike. You should run a first edition. You just won't have me play it. That's all. I'm actually, yeah. When you said history, I was just thinking, oh, yeah, this is going to be fucking done with. And you're talking, I'm like, this is obviously criticals. Like, I got one right. You did get one right. Mostly because that's actually more generic knowledge. Whatever. And Rich what, brought it what home. Double damage. Yeah. Yeah. Rich brought it home. That's why GMs <laughs> cheat because they want to use stupid fucking rules. I know. That's true. <laughs> and then they, they realize too late they've made a mistake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So cheating, oh, yeah, is the, yeah. cheating is the actual obvious answer to director's <laughs> problem. <laughs> well, anyways, on that note, folks, I think that's all the time we have for today. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I know we had fun. And for our very final last note before I hit end on the recording, uh, zombies can't even take over the medieval world. Not, nope, not at all. Goodbye. Oh. <laughs> I that's been bugging me and I wanted to say it awesome. but I don't